This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast is sponsored by Siberia Bar and Hotel on Bellman Street, Aberdeen. Located only 30 seconds walk away from the nearest bus stop, taking supporters to Pataudry for free on match days. Siberia Bar and Hotel is open seven days a week, all year round, and get fired in with our exclusive discounts. Head to the bar and quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pound of Foster's, a £4 for a pint of Moretti or Dark Fruits, or £5 for a pint of Fierce or a Daiquiri any day of the week, including match days. Come on, you Reds. Red slight of foot there. Welcome to episode 145 of the ABZ Football Podcast. Um, as live, do you think that Frank Sinatra was as certain about five at the back as Barry Robson appears to be? Anyway, it's here, we're here as live. I'm Gary Scott. Joining us this evening, as always, it's Gavin J. Baxter. Gav, how are you? Very, very drunk. Excellent. Matilda's joining us for a little while. Matilda, how are you? I don't think I'm quite as drunk as Gavin is, but Green's I've also are- endured um, 90 plus minutes uh, in the cold and a very dreek vo- uh, walk home. So I'm very happy to be indoors. Lovely stuff. And Graham's out of commission tonight. He spent the whole day in hospitality and decided he was too pissed to turn up for this. So instead, we drafted in a third wheel who's at least eight pints in. It's Mark Simpson, fourth wheel, really, actually. Sorry, I forgot Matilda, you're here as well. Mark, welcome to the show. How's it going, mate? Evening, boys. How are you? Matilda, how are you? Looking beautiful, as always. You're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> I'm going to get wired into this uh, Domino's. <laughs> Other pizza options are available. Are there. available, of course, absolutely. <laughs> so here we go. Let's get going. I, I mean, gonna... it's worth mentioning. Graham is currently in the Patodry Bar with um, yes. your man, who's um, in Graham's own words a prepper. So he's uh, got his generator and pickled food sorted for 2024. <laughs> so to be in Graham's place right now, I would love to be. <laughs> a what a prepper! A prepper. He's ready for the apocalypse. Oh, right, sorry, right. I have no idea what's going on. Fagging I don't out. know if anyway. that's someone who's taken Barry Robson's reign really to heart, or if this is just, you know, a man with, you know, Lawrence Shanklin-like tendencies, but uh, okay. either way, I mean, Graham will be horrendously uncomfortable, and that makes me happy right now. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, that's, that's so great. Then he'll, like- he'll also be proud to know that there it takes two people to replace him, so, or to substitute for him, we need two okay. people. Let's be honest, Graham's irreplaceable, we all know that, but we're going to try our true. best. We're going to try our best tonight. 
Um, I was going to call it a relatively straightforward one, but is it really? I don't know. We're going to have a look back at the abysmal 3-0 defeat to St Mirren in the cinch on Saturday afternoon. Although, before we talk about that, let's just have a lighter moment to reflect on pure cinch goodness coming at Starks Park this afternoon when our bros were forced to stick on their sub-goalkeeper to play up top due to shortages on the bench. And he only went and stuck one in from 25 fucking yards. Peak cinch or what? Probably the best thing I've ever seen since Angus McDonald in Helsinki. What a finish. What a finish. And it came off the bar as well. Just to make it perfect. Gav, subkeepers yes. coming on, scoring from 30 yards. That's what it's all about, isn't it? It's, um, I mean, you know what? A header, um, a corner kick um, off the arse is good enough, but fuck me. 25-yard raker, Didier Drogba-esque. Yeah, get that boy signed up for Aberdeen. I mean, he's better than Habib Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look back on the on the afternoon's performance. I say performance has been being very generous um, against St Mirren, and then we'll turn our attention really quickly to the final game of the season prior to the winter break as we travel to Dingwall on the second to first foot Derek Adams, and who else? Who wouldn't want to do that? Let's be honest. And his Ross County side, but first Aberdeen nil, St Mirren three. Saturday, the 30th of December, 2023 at Pataudry Stadium in the Cinch. Gav, has Matilda just given up the ghost already? Is that just a, that's a failed experiment? No, her dog heard you mention Derek Adams and started howling. Excellent. No wonder. Right. Regular listeners to the show will know that, you know, usually <laughs> we'd go through a, a, a lengthy blow-by-blow account of the game we've just watched. But let's be honest, who can be fucking arsed with that? Let's just get stuck straight into the meat and bones of this one. Starting lineup. Two changes from the Livingston lineup um, as Rubicic came back in from suspension. McGrath in for Povara. That meant it was the back three slash back five that we've all come to hate. No real surprises with that, I don't think, Gav. We talked on it in the preview. We expected to go this way. Um, but just your thoughts when you saw the lineup again, I guess, coming out of the, out of the gates today. Yeah, absolutely no surprises. I mean, I know that you uh, queried it in the preview, um, but we'd seen it with the Dundee lineup before the game called off that he was going to stick with the back three. Um, made mention he's going to live by the back three, he's going to die by the back three, the way he's going to play. Um, yeah, absolutely no surprises whatsoever. And no shock for anyone that I think it was the completely wrong way to set up. Mark, surprised at all for you or were you expecting it? I just don't understand this whole back five concept. Whenever we played well this season, Europe aside, it's with a back four. And when we played Livingston, who hadn't scored in seven games? Uh, eight, eight games. seven, seven, eight games, yeah. yeah. Eight games. It was like, welcome to Pitodre. Here we go. Back five. And I, I just don't get it. It doesn't work. Well, this is the thing, like for me, if it was a case of the back five means that our attack is somewhat stifled, but we were resolute and tight as fuck at the back, you could begin to understand about what, how many goals has that we conceded this calendar, like this season alone? 642, I think it is. <laughs> I think the correct answer is, I'm just bringing it up just now, <laughs> uh, 29, but still 29 from 17 games is... Not, Waffles. I'll use my favorite phrase, so suboptimal. That's, I mean, that's just in the league as well. 
has conceded fucking shiploads in Europe as well. We did, indeed, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess, Mark, though, just to jump up, we'll talk about the formation style stuff in a minute too, but were you at all surprised with the fact he stuck with the back three, back five to start God, the game no. today? Given we had seen in the closing 20, 25 minutes since Livingston a marked improvement performance when he shifted to back four. Right, so when he went to a back four against Livingston, we scored twice and won the game. So was I surprised that he went to a back five? Absolutely not. Of course I wasn't. <laughs> I've actually just looked it up because I, I thought I have to do this because obviously the stats in the league table are a bit misleading because we've obviously played less games than everybody else so far. Um, but we are bottom of the table when it comes to goals conceded per match. We're averaging 1.7 per game that we're losing just now. So the back five's working. Hey, <laughs> yes. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. As yeah. well as that midfield three combination, which we've probably played more than any other combination we've played this season. Indeed. We'll come up to that as well in a minute or two. I kind of thought, actually, we started the game, the first five minutes, pretty brightly. Like, we had the ball down. We were trying to get down the sides. We were throwing kind of a couple of crosses into the box. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. This might be a little bit of an improvement. But then as soon as Saints went ahead, which again is another absolute clusterfuck of a defensive, like, fucking shit show once again. As soon as they went ahead, all of the bad, bad old traits were back to the fore. We were slow, we were ponderous, side-to-side passing. And when that didn't work, just hoofing the ball up the park, hoping for the very best. I mean, admittedly, the game is only, what, about five hours old at this point but my memory is already quite hazy on account of the Balvenie 12 year old <laughs> but I believe that the goal comes about from Shinny do we need clarify that Gav so it's whiskey I believe that um, sorry what did I say <laughs> <laughs> nothing carry on <laughs> that's really decent <laughs> alright so this show might be edited somewhat actually no no we're keeping um, it in it's Monday Night Raw on a Saturday night I believe that that goal comes right from Shinny dallying on the ball and probably it happened a lot in the first half. And then some fucking horrific Aberdeen defending. And yeah, you know, it's just it's just inevitable, isn't it? That, you know, Mark O'Hara pops up, loose ball, fires the ball home. Um, and yeah, I mean, just very, very typical. You're at least at that point expecting maybe something similar to Livingston where he gets something resembling a reaction. But it just wasn't coming at all, was it? I mean, then we just became this abject hoofball team that everyone now knows Aberdeen to be. And as an Aberdeen fan, you can't even in the slightest bit argue when your well, pundits you on Sports Sound or wherever it may be are ridiculing us because that's all that we have in, in the bag. We then get out of jail big time with O'Hara's awful penalty, quite possibly one of the worst penalty kicks I've ever seen at Batology. I mean... Kelrus, did he even dive the right way this time, Gav? No, I think he dived the wrong way, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know, or did he just stand still? Uh, I don't know. No, wrong way, wrong way. <laughs> Lovely, I, I love it. Um, but, I mean, at the time, I thought Saints would have been probably worth a 2-0 lead at that point, for my money. I thought they'd look pretty pretty sharp up top. Again, that's a team who's really struggling to score goals. And I tweeted out at halftime, once again, it's that midfield three, Shinny, Clarks and McGrath, completely dominated in the middle of the park in the opening 45 minutes, Mark. It just, it doesn't work. The McGrath, Shinny, Clarkson doesn't work. And I, I and I cannot get my head around that we see it as fans. How does Robson not see it? That, that McGrath and Clarkson are, are basically 
the same player. They're attacking midfielders, and Graham Shinney is so on his own. And I know he doesn't have the legs anymore, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later on. But it just, I, I, I cannot get my head around how the midfield is so bypassed. And we have a good midfield. We do have a good midfield. But it's just ignored, almost. Just ah. <laughs> this is this <laughs> is the <laughs> this is the bigger part of it for me. Like as I was stood there watching this game, is like there's a handful of players that on that team um, who played tonight too. I just don't think flat out are good enough to play for Aberdeen straight up. But then the formation and the strategy of the manager is rendering the players who are good enough completely redundant with what he's doing with them. Um, and you just watch it and like Mark's right and it's not just us it's pundits it's everyone on Sportsline with comments on it alone that this midfield combination in itself as a microcosm is not good enough and is not up to it and how Robson Agnew and you know Peter Levin and whoever else is on the coaching staff cannot see it it boggles it absolutely you know, beggars belief uh, we've got quite an extensive like analyst group now you know we've got a set of video analysts at the club who are watching the games in real time as it happens i'd love to know i, I like, mean for, for what it's worth i've commented on the past like with the, your man who does the refereeing on bt sport but i will do their job for 10 pound less an hour <laughs> yeah because i was waiting to say these guys like honestly they must be sitting there like pointing all this shit out delivering packs and packs and packs of data and fucking video footage and everything to robson and he's clearly just ignoring it all because this or must are, all be in there. I mean, or are they? Are I mean, they just watching Netflix while they're up there the, the entire time? Maybe they are now because they know hey, that what they're doing is not being paid lads, attention to. Lads, come on. Dave Cormack, the owner of our club, loves the data. He's all about the fucking data. The hashtag data, Mark. Come on, let's... Hashtag data, sorry. Um, no, Gary, you've got to listen to me. <laughs> I mean, it just my favorite moment today as well. Um, at kickoff, first kickoff of the game, straight from the bat, was the fact that Clarkson was going to play the ball back to Roos. We've seen this a couple of times already this season and been ridiculed for it across the nation. And we did it again today. But my favorite thing about it was Rubisic didn't even move out of the way for him to make the pass back to Roos. Clarkson had to bend it like a free kick around Rubisic, <laughs> which I quite oh enjoyed. <laughs> um, and you, but you know what? We want a corner out of that. So again, hashtag data. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. I, I mean, Matilda, you had the joys of picking up Graham's season ticket today because he was too busy freeloading it in hospitality. How I'll, enjoyable never, I'll did you, never forgive him. How enjoyable did you find that opening 45 minutes? I think my exact words to you as halftime struck was a suboptimal. You've been um, listening to the show far too long if you're using phrases like that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've just spent the last, uh, what, 10 minutes explaining to our dog why we left him for two hours, three hours, four hours, however long we were away. <laughs> and he was growling and barking. And quite right, too, because that was, that was, I mean. So the reason that we invited you on the show tonight is that, you know, you've been to like probably about maybe 10 Aberdeen games all in. I'd say roughly you've been to one of at least glass, one of Goodwin, and one. They've been really shit. You haven't seen a good one yet. Um, Gav, Gav, to quote the chewing the fat phrase, why have you done this to me? 
<laughs> and now you've been to one of the Barry Robson uh, provinces. Um, if you had to pick out one that stood out as being the most abject, which one would you uh, go with? Abject of the games I've been to. Yes, yeah. And you were t- you were at Dens Park under Stephen Glass as well. So you've got some. Oh, tonight, oh, tonight, Matilda, for sure. I'm so tonight. sorry. I'm so sorry, Matilda. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's, it's okay. I I've I went. What have you uh, done, I mean, Gav? To be fair to Gavin, so like I know like there will be the ones who kind of come along for games because people are like, oh, you should come. It's so fun. Like you will enjoy it and it's fine. Gavin, anytime I come to an Aberdeen game, <laughs> we do this round about 15 times of you don't have to come to this. You don't have to do it. You, you, you know what you're putting yourself through. It's going to be shit. It'll be fine. You can stay at home with the dog. You'll be fine. I've got a, I've got, I've got wine here. I can sit and have a nice time. So it, I'm going very much of my own free will. Uh, so I only have myself to thank, really. Um, say thank. I mean... Blame. Yeah. I mean, blame. That's yeah. a bit closer to the truth. I mean, let's be blame. honest. And I mean, the thing is, like, also, like, Dan's Park, I had to explain to you why we kept singing that song about Lee Griffiths. Um, but still, I think the night was there. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I think we should probably, I think we should probably veer off the Lee Griffiths topic like, for normally, Mark's benefit. Normally, I'm very much a positive person. And I like to say, like, oh, no, they're doing really well. They're trying their hardest. You know, they're all, maybe they're all having fun. You know, I, right, I like right, to right. say all these things. And then They're tonight, I'm just like, hardest. I can't I can't find a single thing. Well, yeah. the thing is, I would actually, I would temper that by saying, I tend to agree they are probably trying to put plan. They are trying their hardest, but they're just limited by what they're, uh, by what the coach is telling them to do. Let's do it. chicken tries its hardest at least one point in its fucking <laughs> life. All right. <laughs> let's we'll come on to maybe individuals in a minute or two love you Matilda. oh i can't wait i can't wait for that by the way yeah let's talk about the second half Gary, why are you wielding a bread knife it's not a bread knife it's uh it's a wand oh, oh that's God, that is so are, are you just are you just full of wishful thinking right now <laughs> i really you think am you're gonna bring like jk rowling into this thing are you well, trying let, to let's not do that because that's another no 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 no, 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 that's not a good idea that's yeah. not a good idea anyway let's move on to talk about the second half the inference like, i get there is that guy thinks he's some kind of manager wizard and could be, take the place of by robson <laughs> right at this moment in time you'd probably do a better job let's be honest thank you matilda thank you that's that's why you're here thank you <laughs> Robson Expelio. Um anyway, yeah. right. Um second half, much of a muchness, really. Robson then lined up a triple switch, which I really enjoyed because then he had them ready to go. They were all stripped, and then he had them standing in the pissing ring, warming up for another three minutes, as he seemed intent to actually wait until the 60th minute to make the change. Well, you know what? No, 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 no. It was no, a break and play. They could have come on. He kept them till the 60th. No, 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 no. I mean, we had a free kick. That's the time to like wait f- to get your more physically dominant players on the pitch. True. Obviously. Fair enough. <laughs> Povara, Morris and Milnon for Shinny, Devlin and Jensen. We switched to the back four. Shinny was deservedly hooked because he was pish, right? Let's not try and beat around the bush on this one, right? I could understand why Devlin was taken off because he was a walking red card having been booked in the first half. And he was also pushed to there. Didn't have a yeah, great game today either. Worst but, game he's had yet. Answer me this. How did Gartenman survive ahead of Jensen? Because uh, Gartenman played... Uh, no, I've no idea. 
<laughs> I was trying. We, I was trying. None of us have any good response to that. But then you, you started and I thought, oh, maybe he's got some really eloquent way of saying this. And you didn't. No. And that no. just like um, made me very he's happy. Got for some a reason. decent hairline. <laughs> decent. That might have been it. That might have been it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, more to the point, I'll say, Gartman is one thing. I mean, how James McGarry lasted a minute longer than he did <laughs> is another gonna, topic. Because, like, James you could, because well, you could hook him, which would have been, I would say, deserved, because once again, he was fucking murder. And, and you could put Jensen there. to the left back position and then, you know, have like reposition Garmin. If you're so adamant with playing Stefan Garmin, I mean, I assume it's must something contractual obligation at this point because he was ish. He was really for bad the duration. And he's been bad for a very long time now. Yeah, true. So um yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that's concerning. Um yep. but yeah how of all the defenders on the pitch, Jensen was probably the one that offended me the least. Uh, well um, uh, uh, we'll the one that gets hooked. We'll come to talk about the defenders in a minute because a favorite moment of mine as well during that substitution. Well, you put that one down for fuck's sake. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so aggressive. Another favourite moment of mine was during that substitution. A note was passed to Graham Shinney, who was then substituted. <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck did that note say? Uh, Graham, you're off. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are moments watching my club where I just have that moment of going, why the fuck am I wasting my time? And I think that was probably this season's moment was when I saw that happen. Um, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Um, I've got quite a I've got quite a high threshold for this. I'm a lot older than you guys, so my threshold's a lot higher. Um, <laughs> the, the the change as well was weird because it meant we looked really unbalanced all of a sudden at the center of the back four because you had Rubicic going to the left hand side, you had Gartman at the right. Surely to fuck you keep Jensen on to play on the left hand side. You touched on Gav about how Jensen was the least offensive our center half. I thought Rubicic was okay today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? Did you think that? I thought that, yeah. Uh, what game are you watching today, exactly? Uh, I don't know. As Gary he said, was, he's he a was, lot older than us, so maybe he's... A wiser. His, no, 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 his eyes are going. So Gary, he didn't... He was, I, I, I'm pretty sure Gary's like seen Alex McLeish in the flesh. Yeah, and he thought Rubicic was okay today. It was the most Rubicic performance I've ever seen. There was a point in the first half where the ball was on the ground and the Simmons striker, I don't know who it is, I don't really care, but he had the ball at his feet and Rupert genuinely tried to win it with his chest. Like, what are you doing? What, what are you? Ruby did also have an amazing overlapping centre-half moment in the first half when he just went on a rampage, which I quite enjoyed. I, I mean, I'm glad really I've, liked that, actually. I'm glad really I've seen that, that, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um... After we made the change, after we went to the back four... Did you actually of... think Ruby was okay? I thought the whole he was all right, yeah. Are you still back? I love how annoyed Gav is. I even how annoyed even Gav though is. he cost us the second goal. McGarry cost us the second goal. No, Ruby goes and tries to clear it. Yeah, but McGarry's absolutely... sleeping Freya Ayunga. It's McGarry's fault. No, but the build-up, the reason it all happens to begin with is Ruby trying to go and quote-unquote dominate, loops the ball <laughs> up in the air... <laughs> behind him but she has no idea where it is and then the ball plays out and then you know things happen but that's all down to ruby <laughs> but then things with. happen uh i can't i actually can't remember the build-up to it to be honest with you I, ruby I, was fucking shocking today 
Okay, well, I, I, I didn't think he was that. He, well, bad, he has, he has cost us goals and will continue to cost us goals for as long as he plays for Aberdeen. Quite possibly, but I didn't think he was the worst defender today. Anyway, Gav, let's fucking oh. move on. Gav, Gav, but he headbutted Kyogo and he won the ball. <laughs> and that is all that matters to Gary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, and he, he squared up some Rangers players, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not for me. It's not enough. I thought he was. I I didn't think he was. Je- I honestly didn't think he was Did the you, worst. Are, defender you, are you forgetting the but what the one he also like slide tackles the ball and then tries to do a step over and they break and the boy Gary, should score. Gary, he was fucking rubbish. All right. <laughs> well, what I would say about that incident, Gab. What percentage? So- what percentage do you have in the Rubicic transfer? <laughs> not enough. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we looked marginally better, I think, for about 10, 15 minutes after we made the changes. We went to that back four. We, we can't imagine... The word, the word marginally is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. It really is. We managed to kind of force a few corners, a few kind of like half chances. Who'd have thunk? You know, we actually tried to get the ball down a little bit and try to play a bit. And, you know, we looked a little bit better at that point. But then another calamitous piece of defending allows Tanzer to flash a ball across goal. McGarry sleeping at the back post. Ayunga scores. Then we... Finally saw McGarry hooked. 80 minutes he lasted, which is, is sensational stuff. But then to top off the winter of Robson ball, an 80th minute substitution when trailing St. Mirren by two goals at home, sees Johnny Hayes come on for Jimmy McGarry at left wing back. You know, the, the, the timing of it is, um, I'll, I'll call it curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> however... You know what? I'd rather watch Johnny Hayes try and fail than Jimmy McGarry <laughs> just stand there and do fuck all. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. Um, going forward, I mean, we're probably not going to address this position because, you know, McGarry's on a, what, two, three-year contract. McKenzie's still contracted up to for a few years. Hayes has got a year. We're probably not going to prioritize that. Um, so if it's going to be going this way going forward, yeah, um, I'd rather see Hayes in that position at least try because McGarry is Fucking terrible. Should have you had a shoot of those situations a- where, like, so when you watch, like, I'm gonna be very ignorant and say sports movies when I say this. When you see like fictional sports scenarios, there's always like, oh, this this guy is really shit, but we're gonna give him a chance, or like the underdog goes on and he does something amazing. Did Robson just kind of go like Okay, this is going really shit. Should we just like try something stupid and pray it pays off in like some sort of Hollywood style? If um, if Robson thinks that, then he hasn't watched us try and convert Funzo Ojo into a footballer. I mean, right. We are doing the whole money ball thing. I mean, Matilda's maybe hitting a point here, right? Like, we are trying to do the whole money ball thing, right? Have we just tried? Yeah, that's clearly what we're trying to do as a football I'm listening. Have we tried to rebuild Roberto Carlos in the aggregate? Gav, you're going to take this from me. <laughs> uh, Mark, you can step up on this one. Okay. So <laughs> our last decent left-back that I remember was actually a centre-back. Hello, Sarah. Was actually a centre-back. James McGarry reminds me... Who are you referring of... to, sorry? <laughs> what was that? Who are you referring to? Who am I referring to? Andrew Constein. Player of the Year. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Player of the Year, Andrew yeah. Constein. Yep, yep. Name it's there, black one. and white, guy. You can grimace all you want, but it's there. Richie Byrne? 
Um, James Bugatti is Stephen Smith. I, I, I'm pretty convinced James Bugatti is not a defender. I don't even know what he is, but he's absolutely terrible. <laughs> and if it requires Johnny Hayes to come on and solve that problem, I don't even think Barry Robson's gone. I think Aberdeen Football Club might be gone because. What's- <laughs> Well, I mean, this is the thing as well. Like, there's a guy who, I mean, I don't like his best position by all means, but Richard Jensen plays left back for his country. I know, right? I know. I know. And I assume that Finland come up against better opposition than, you know, the number 24 for St. Mirren on a game to game basis. Gav, it doesn't matter. We must play a back five. We <laughs> must play a back five. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Livingston hadn't scored in eight fucking games, but we're going to play a back five. Because you just never know. Because <laughs> you just never know. But it, it, does, it goes back to... My, we'll, we'll talk about shape information in a minute or two again about it, because it's the, it's, it just for me, it just, it's, it's, the, it's the most typical Barry Robson substitution I've seen all season now is Hayes from McGarry with 10 minutes to go when you're trailing St. Mirren by two goals to nil at home. Like, you're not even trying to impact the, the game further up the pitch at that point. You're just replacing a fucking left-back for a left-back. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it doesn't matter at that point. You might as well have kept McGarry on, but you genuinely might as well have done. I mean, um, more to the point, and I think we're going to talk about this in a few moments as well, like, when it comes to recruitment, we're replacing a shite left-back with a shite left-back. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would go as far as to suggest we've not had a decent left-back at Pataudry, and this will get me into a lot of trouble because of who I'm about to say, but it's Davy Robertson. We've not had a decent left-back at Pataudry since then. No, 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 I would, I would agree with Mark. Considine became a good left-back. Uh, not for me. Anyway, right. Kilty with a late penalty after Gartenman, who was still on the pitch. Remarkably. May I just say that there is, there is no more fitting image for me for the final moment of the season than Keldus diving out of the way of a penalty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not the, not the final moment of the season. Final moment of the year. Well, uh, sorry, of this calendar year. Yes, 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 you're yes, quite correct. And, uh, correct. Quite about. Once, I love this about you, Gav, because once you pointed this out to me, I now cannot unsee the fact that Keldus is really bad at penalty kicks. <laughs> Even... Um, even the ones yeah, that Gav, Gav, also also as not an, an avid uh, participant on this podcast, the minute that you said that, all I have noticed is how <laughs> shanky he is at penalties. It's Even the, the, the ones thing that I've miss, he dives the wrong way. <laughs> and there is no other way that Mark O'Hara is going than to the keeper's right. <laughs> he definitely dives the wrong Anyway. What I quite enjoyed about the penalty kick situation was the complete fuck up that the officials made about giving it. Like it was fucking great scenes. I don't know where you were today, Mark, in terms of in the stadium, but from the, the red shed, Ali Golf Club. By that point, by that point, right? <laughs> Referee wanders over. Yeah, penalty awards it. Has a look at the linesman. Linesman looks at him. <laughs> Ref looks at the linesman. Linesman looks at him again. Linesman puts his flag up at that point. It's like, yeah, fuck it, offside. Ref's like, okay, fine, no penalty, offside. Far then it's then they take I don't know how fucking long over VAR to make a decision and you're like I think it's a penalty kick like I'm sitting there going I think he was onside from my vantage point it's definitely a penalty just fucking give it to them let's get on with it anyway in a day which has seen obviously loads more VAR controversy as well this afternoon can we also just take a moment just to really <laughs> laugh about <laughs> Sevco now demanding the VAR audio this evening 
from that decision at Parkhead this afternoon. Just fucking incredible scenes. Anyway, never mind. It finished 3-0. That's Saints tying their biggest ever win at Pataudry. The last time they won 3-0 here came in 1953. Um, a mere 30 years before I was on the planet. Um, Don's down to ninth. Tied on 19 points with Motherwell and St. Johnston. We're now 14 points adrift of Hearts in third. Um, let's quickly just talk about the data because, um, as Mark pointed out, Davey does love the data. Possession, 67% to 33% in favour of the home side. 18 shots to 10. I'm amazed that never got wheeled out during the, the, the post-match interviews. Shots on target, 3 to 5 in favour of St. Mirren. Expected goals, 0.98 for Aberdeen to 2.69 for the visitors. Um, <coughs> Gav, Mark, Matilda, before we get onto our own thoughts about the actual performance itself a little bit more, I thought um, we, we kind of threw open the voicemails which is always a, always a dangerous move after a defeat. But there's been quite a decent response to these, and I just thought, you know what, we'll, we'll just play them all through in one go. It gives a cross-section of the support, and then we can kind of come back to talk about what we uh, what we thought. How does that sound? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no doubt. We've, we've never claimed to be the voice of the voiceless, so <clears throat> let's let them uh, have their moment. Indeed, indeed. Martin Smith. Enough is enough. We've persisted with five at the back and we've conceded in every game bar one. So we're giving the opposition a goal of a start. The way we play out from the back is slow and ponderous, allowing the opposition to set themselves and defend quite easily our square and slow passing. Miofsky's feeding off scraps, so it's time to change the tactics or change the manager, I'm afraid. I was all for Robson at the start, but now... It's just insanity to keep playing the same system because we're getting the same outcome. I, I'm I'm there with Martin. I was um, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I was completely in in favour of Robson getting the gig when we were on that incredible run second half of last season. But it's just I mean, six months has been too big a sample size to pretend that he can't have noticed what's going wrong, the deficiencies within our team. Um, I speak for. Robson, I speak for Agnew, leaving whoever else is part of the coaching staff and the um, people that are above him who have overseen two and a half years of just a fucking travesty with our club. Ian Taylor's a regular contributor when it comes to opening up the voicemails. The last time Ian was on, there was a lot of concerned people after Ian was here just to make sure he was all right. So he clearly, he clearly didn't do anything daft after that last um, <laughs> voicemail because he's here again. <laughs> Let's see if Ian's in a better mood this evening. Good afternoon, boys. That was shite as it was predictable. Robson had clearly has to go now. I think just about every fan is like, just working out. With the squad we have, I think we should be challenged for a second. And I feel like as long as Robson's there, he's going to waste the potential of this squad. you got so many good players that are technically very good and they're being asked to play a complete opposite way to that. So... I actually think we need somebody who actually knows how to get the best out of the technical players. Because I just think we've got so much talent in the squad, it's just been wasted and wasted. And the longer this goes on, I feel like we could actually waste this kind of generation of talent we've got in our squad. I'd like to know your thoughts on where do we go next? Because to be honest, I don't have a fucking clue. Cheers, boys. 
Mark, I'm going to throw at you first, actually, because we had quite an interesting conversation about this during the week. I say conversation, we had a text message chat about it. Um, and this is a question I've been pondering a lot over the last couple of hours. I see a lot of Aberdeen fans talking about how we've got a really good technical squad. Is the squad as good as we think it actually is? And if it is, though, are we now in danger of it being completely pissed up against the wall by the way in which we're playing? Probably. Um, the squad is, I'd say, up there with hearts. I mean, definitely above Hibs. I mean, Hibs are hilarious. Um, but we, the squad is absolutely up there. Absolutely up there. Um, I also don't really rate the whole Shanklin Mayovsky thing. I mean, there's two completely sure different players. To that, but but Mayovsky's a million times better. Um, but no, squad-wise, well above anybody else, other than the old firm, obviously, which is... Gav. Um, I wouldn't go along with Ian's view that this is a team that should be challenging for second. Um, I see this comment quite a lot, and there's, I think there's a lot of faith in this um, mismatched group of miscreants that we've kind of assembled over time i mean i mean no <laughs> one can convince no one can, that's actually no one decent can, no yeah. one can convince me that shaden morris is a good footballer for example and we can throw that over to any one of the left wing backs as well our center backs are by and large with the exception of the one we never fucking play pretty fucking terrible um and you know yeah, good. Some good midfielders in there for sure, and some very, very good attackers. If we're talking about the squad, there's also a couple of attackers there that I think are way, way below par, especially given the fees that were paid for them. And um, you know, Kelrus has been, I think, pretty underwhelming. And we've brought ourselves in a absolute dud of a reserve keeper who's probably never going to play, no matter what, because what he was second choice at Forest Green Rovers last season. I think, um, I, I think in fairness to Ross Duhan, he played first team for, oh, for, okay, I'll, for I'll, FGR. Okay, okay, so okay, come let, on, Gav. Let, let me Put revise, some respect on the name. Let me, re, let me revise my comment. We've got the first choice goalkeeper of the relegated Forest Green Rovers last season. So had me back on that one. Um, yeah, there's a lot more people who have a lot more faith in our squad than I do. That's that's for sure. I just want us to be accurate. That's all it is, Gav. Uh, anyway, Jamie Buckin, Bobby Soggy. I haven't even commented on Daddy or Reese Williams on that, by the way. There's no point because they are not here as of tomorrow evening. So, or Daddy, just... you say that. <clears throat> just wait. Just you wait. Or Daddy or, is permanent transfer is going to be activated. <laughs> or Daddy will have been just smoking through the last of his tabs available to him <laughs> outside his house today. Freeing up space in the suitcase for duty free, right? That's <laughs> all you'll ever do today, right? Fucking no danger, right? Bobby's soggy and now utterly pissed off biscuit. I've only just managed to calm down, but here we go again. Get this guy so far to fuck along with his 352 experimental bullshit. It just needs to stop, it needs to go now. And thanks for. Everything last year getting us to third. Bloody blah. Now, kindly, fuck off. Hard enough. The post-match interviews are Barrison coming out with this bullshit that he's surprised that they play that way. 
How can you be surprised that they play that fucking nonsense when you coach them to do that fucking nonsense? That's the surprising thing, that you're surprised. And there was at one point during the match, I was watching St Mirren put like maybe seven or eight passes together. It was nice, keeping the ball on the ground. And then I caught myself like, this is what it's driven me to. I'm actually imagining what it would be like to be a fucking St Mirren fan. Get it done, get it in the bin, get him gone now. <laughs> it's it's hard to disagree. I, I love when Jamie dials in because he manages okay. somehow to succinctly just brutalise the fucking life that is following Aberdeen football club. Bobby Soggy's biscuit has actually <laughs> just laying out the transcript for Davy Cormack. <laughs> There's no way to last. Thanks for last season. No, I get to fuck. <laughs> Now then, yeah, see, Barry. See, Bobby, thanks for last season. Bobby says, um, thank you so much for getting us to third in his very lovely and precise way, which Dave Cormack included in his win percentage thing at the AGM. <laughs> he did. However, yeah. Barry, this season, you've been absolutely fucking dreadful. Europe aside, and okay, we got to a cup final. A cup final that we, did, that we didn't even... Deserve to, to win. We never even turned up. Well, two things. We didn't deserve to be in the final because our semi-final showing was jammy as fuck. Hilarious. Right? No, right. Not even jammy. Hilarious. Hilarious. Right. And then we didn't even try to win it. No. No. Not at all. Anyway, now we're on about the league and uh, submitting. But fuck off, Barry. Come on, you fuck. I enjoy how that voice note just starts with a bit of a... It's almost like something out of a horror film of like, just please have mercy on our souls and go away. I mean, one of these like. Yeah, and that's that's not even a message for Barry. No, exactly. It's one of those like, I mean, I see it on, well, your Gavin's face. Like anytime you come back from a game, it's like, I mean, again, something out of a horror film. Fucking hell, like. I've just looked at the league table again because I'm a masochist. We're 32 points behind Celtic at this moment in time. Out of a horror film. I well, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I can take but it to back. To be 32 further. points behind after 17 games played is that's just we're we're 12 points behind Matty Kennedy and Marley Watkins Kilmarnock. I know I didn't want to go that far, but anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, it, we we are so far off third that perhaps yeah. now we're, it might be untenable Mark, one, let's not jump we're, ahead we're, of ourselves here okay we are on. we are one, a format to follow right. we are one point better than ross county and they're a hundred times worse than morgan yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But yes exactly indeed um right gary gary barry did it last season he might do it again i mean he definitely won't i mean he, he might definitely. do it again <laughs> Barry and the boys. Right uh, now, our, um, who's our who's the head of recruitment at Aberdeen these days? Jordan fucking cares. Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles to Leeds. Jordan Miles is just right now tapping up Dylan McCannity's agent, getting the boys <laughs> back together again. Get the band back together. Um, <laughs> what is Paddy Mislovich up to these days? Right. Anyway, right. Let's let's keep going with the listener corner, and then we'll come up with some other stuff because it's always good to get people. Giving us their thoughts. So it's Beth Wallace. So Beth, obviously, just Beth, fame, DJ, original FM. Beth, I think, has sent this in from Archie Simpsons, where herself and a group of others were also out on Twitter earlier on getting drinks sent to them on the Weatherspoons app. Um, so this could be 
I dread. I, I don't even listen to these before I put them out, so I don't know what the fuck this will be like. Post-match analysis. <laughs> Wasn't confident in the first place, so missed the first goal because I was still in the pub. Class. Second goal, <laughs> disappointment. Third goal, I also missed because I didn't have much hope and was back in the pub again. Over to you, Beefall of Boy. Var decision, refs are fucking funny. Uh, I think uh, the elephant in the room here is uh, Barrett Robson's tactics. The longer he sticks with three at the back, the worse we're going to get. It's uh, near evidence to only that when we go 4 4 2, we're a better team. So we get a better boys on the pitch, attackers on the pitch, Duke, Sockler, and uh, Miofsky, and we'll win mere football games. Your Chris Boyd's fat as well. Eh? <laughs> my last comment would be that I don't care as long as Jamie McGrath is still my boyfriend. <laughs> oh. I want to ask a question, Matilda. I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say right. I'm just going to say right now, the the scoreboard is back up and running because Jamie Duff was fucking docking today. All right, it's back. Oh, Gav, that was a that was that was a. That was a typically Gary McDonald type performance from Jamie Graff today. So we're back on. M- Matilda, four, motherfucker. Matilda, I need to throw to you quickly because obviously, as um, as the non-Aberdonian native on 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 the chat this evening, how much of the third contributor's chat there did you understand? Oh, all of it. I've lived all here for six years now. Give Got me all some of that credit. though, really? Because I I understood about two minutes of it, like. <laughs> Yeah, and I've I've uh, see I've made an effort to understand over that. I Class. mean, don't get don't get me to because my memory is shite. So like, don't get me to recap <laughs> what he said or what they said. But um, I enjoy the comment about the ref because we had this conversation. Gavin and I had this conversation over whiskey and beer earlier. Um, I mean, the ref was games. Pish. You you can kind of go like, oh, the ref was an absolute enter term here um but in this game even if the ref had been fair and a well-rounded nice lovely human uh who was good at their job i think we both agreed that it wouldn't wouldn't really have helped that much because like as i was saying to you it seemed a lot of the time like they were hallucinating players who weren't there um, I think um, in in spite of the ref's, um, how shall I say, inadequacies, the two critical decisions he gets right, I think the two penalties are stonewall penalties. Um, by the way, this is Jamie McGrath uh, on the screen right now. Uh, rec- well, you probably wouldn't have recognized him on the pitch because he didn't really do anything. Uh, what did you make of him today? <laughs> I will let my silence speak for itself. I know, I know who he is. I like. I do enjoy that you had to bring him up on the screen to show me who it was. I appreciate that because I anon uh, anonymous, absolutely turgid. It's just like Gavin, Gavin, Matilda, you cannot play Jamie McGrath no, and Leighton Clarkson in the same fucking team. That well, at it. least at least the not end. in the a end. midfield three. The end. Yes. No, you you can if you play the box. 
But Barry doesn't like the box. But you, Come but on, you can't. Barry. But you can't play the box at home against St. Mirren. A great, a great value and a great quality in any player. who doesn't like the box. The box does not fit the philosophy. Okay. Indeed. Anyway, right. Let's let's get the through the last. Box doesn't fit two. the fucking manager. <laughs> All right, Dandy Mac, Lewis McLean. This is a short one. Fucking boo. That's all I have to say. Which is kind of fair enough, I think. Um, there are times <laughs> that boo is just not. There are times that boo is just not enough. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. <coughs> Let's um, right. That that's listeners' corner, kind of over and done with for just now. Um, <clears throat> Robson was kind of spotted smirking on his way up the tunnel at full time. I mean, let, I'm going to fucking stick my flagpole in the mast here, and it's not that controversial. Fuck it. He has to go. And he has to go now. It was going it it was going so well and then it fell apart. Matilda, <laughs> I love it. As a non attending Aberdeen fan, I like a an outside Aberdeen fan. That is basically how all of us feel. <laughs> Barry, you did well. What the fucking hell are you doing? What happened? Now? You know, like what happened? Um yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting you to answer what happened. No, I happened. I think it's fair. I mean, I think it's what he did in such a short space of time was borderline incredible. From where we were under James Michael to finish third, have the team galvanized, have the support with the team, and then have a summer where he's probably where he's probably been backed more than any other Aberdeen manager financially speaking in our history and he's come back with this team you can't you can't legislate for it at all it's I not mean, so much this team it's more the way he's employing this team when i say this team when i say this team i mean you know the way that he's um set this team up to fail gav he's had so much money chucked at him and he's i mean he's he's spent half a million pounds on Papa Habi Gay, who far came all no. this way to see <laughs> Habi Gay yeah. came all this way. Yeah, and I mean, like, wasn't even, it when we when we won the game? Oh no, hang on, no, we fucking didn't. I mean, even like Esther Stockler, who I still can't get a read on at all because of how little he plays. But we spent a good chunk of change on him as well. Um, you'd assume in sort of like the sort of spirit of like. If one of me off Gary Duke were to go, then he's the kind of next to step up. He's a significant, you know, um, downgrade on either of them, as far as I'm concerned. And then you just look at the way they've recruited throughout the entire team. We're nowhere near the team we were in the second half of last season. It's, and it's not know, just us. Sorry, Mark, on you. <clears throat> I know um, this might be a bit considered, but how much of a miss is Ilber Ramadani? It's just um, the biggest miss. Well, I mean, I would say Ilber, Matty Pollock, Liam Scales, Ross McCrory, all equally um, significant in loss, and we haven't improved on any of them for that matter. But on on paper, I would say Devlin is maybe a step up, or at least on par with McCrory. Uh, and uh, okay, Jensen and Garmin probably not on the same as my Pollock, but we've never replaced Ramadani. And the ready-made replacement, which I know you guys have talked about, is Povara. 
but for some reason, <laughs> Robson, uh, yeah, fuck you, Danny, fuck you. This this is the thing, isn't it? Because you hear from people at the club that one of the reasons that Robson was willing to part company with Ramadani for the relatively low fee of one million pounds was that he saw Dante Polvara as the natural successor and improvement upon Ilwar Ramadani. And then we come into games and Ilber's, sorry, um, and Dante's on the bench. And we'll come on on the hour mark to try and steer our ship that's currently without a paddle going up Shit's Creek. Um, and, and so it, it every, makes absolutely no sense on that part. And every game that we've played this season, we've played well. Uh, Rangers at home and Rangers at Ibrox, all the European games, Pavana's played. Frankfurt, yep. Pauk. Helsinki, all the, games. all the big games, he's been a standout performer. Yeah, we've touched on it long enough. I mean, listen, you don't need to convert me about the Elba Ramadani stuff. Um, I don't, this is the thing, I don't think Elba was a difficult player to replace in terms of his capabilities. There was a guy on the pitch today who could have done it in Bacchus. Bacchus but is we an example. Pissed, but, but we pissed about and left it so late in the window, we didn't have yeah. a chance to get him. Yeah. Elber's not a difficult kind of player to replace in the way that he plays. The fact we haven't replaced him is just criminal as far as I'm concerned. Or that we're not giving the guy who we thought was the replacement the opportunity to show he's the replacement consistently is, is criminal as well. Um, and it's kind of baffling um, that, we, that we've ended up in this sort of situation. I kind of tend to agree with Mark in the sense I think that I think it was good business by us to sell McCrory for, you know, upwards of £2 million and replace him with, with, with Nicky Devlin for nothing. I think that was decent business. I think McCrory gave you more options because you could play in different areas of the pitch. You could play right back, you could play right wing back, you could play a centre midfield, you could play centre half if you really needed to. Devlin's a little bit more limited from that perspective. I think Devlin has, on the whole, today accepted because I don't think he had a good game today, has delivered what we thought he'd deliver as a solid kind of 7 out of 10 every week in the main um but the ramadani piece is the part that just is completely missing and people kind of tend to i see a lot of people and i was guilty of it this week talking about clarkson playing deeper <clears throat> clarkson played deeper last season in the 352 formation that robson favored but <clears throat> shinny was being aided in his task of you know trying to press further up the park because he had ramadani doing the same alongside him Jamie McGrath's not a bad footballer. Jamie McGrath's actually, I, I've been impressed with McGrath on the whole this season. But he is not an Ilber Ramadani mark too. He's a completely different type of player. So to continue to try and play the way we were playing at the back end of last season, this season, with personnel that don't really ma match that, is just, I just find it entirely baffling. And it's not just us talking about this now. I mean, like, Gav, the poll you put out on <clears throat> X or Twitter in old money, after the game, you know, there's over one and over 1,000 votes on that. I think that's probably the most popular poll we've ever put out after a game. 95.3% of Aberdeen fans are now in favour of Robson getting his jaws. This is not just a a fringe minority talking about this, is it, Mark? No, how many? How many? 95. 95.3. Jesus, that's a lot, isn't it? Out, out of 1,179 votes. I mean, to wow. be fair, you did say earlier tonight it started at like ninety eight 
too. Oh yeah, he's he's won hearts and oh, minds. Well, that's okay, going on, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah. he's got a lovely to that, haircut. All of Davy Cormack's burner accounts have uh, come <laughs> very handy there. Gunners as well, and Gunners and Burrows and anyone got, else who's involved in the FMB. He's got yeah. an, a lovely haircut, but um, I, I, I see. I, I so want him to succeed. So we all want, want to him succeed. to succeed. We all want and, to. In the same not, way that we we all wanted Glass, we all wanted Goodwin to succeed, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, but Robson played for the Dons and coached them for however many years it is. I so He's got a dressing room named after him at Inverurie Academy. Oh, has he for fuck's sake? Is that not even joking. Crazy? The Barry Robson dressing room. That's really? so fucking oh. bad. I mean, this has been like... Did you say, rec- did you say like, at the Inverurie Academy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're getting rid of that. Yeah. I just. I mean, I, I, I feel like this is a recurring thing. Like again, as a very so the recurring thing a, on this podcast. I mean, as a newcomer <laughs> to this whole circus that it is. This podcast um, is a circus, yeah. I mean, I would say the podcast was also, you know, Aberdeen. Um, I've lived here for six years now, and it seems like it's been constantly this like oh this person is doing really well and no no they're going to shit oh this person is doing really well oh no it's going to shit oh no now this new person is doing really well oh fuck it's going to hell when when did that happen but it's different but it's different he's an already man he's fair off yeah yeah exactly i just his dad positive negative positive negative kind of yeah, and, 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 and for the, but and for, this this is a lot. And for the purposes of content, long may it continue. Yeah. I just feel <laughs> it's like it's, it's it you've got to the point where you've got the squad that Robson has, which is a decent squad, probably the best squad we've had in a long time. God fuck off it is. <laughs> and <laughs> When you he's a pessimist, ignore him. Yeah, I know he is. When you consistently play a back five that the fans can see, and surely to God, the directors of the club or the football manager, whatever it is, can see, do so much better when it's not a back five. At what point do you say, Hi, Harry, I know you're a coach, you've got so phenomenal. I mean, the very fact that the very fact that it's half past nine on Saturday and fuck all has come out of Petodry tells me that the board are more than happy with what's going on right now. Well, and, listen, we, uh, we, that's the that's the bigger, the deeper cut about all this shit is uh it's all well and good having a bad manager, but um <laughs> this has become the norm under this ownership, this chairman, DOF, chief executive, and you know. It's the easiest thing in the world for us to just point the finger at all at Robson, Agnew, leaving. But there's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's let's not there's, preempt. Let's not preempt. Um, we're coming no, no, on no, to no, that no, later. No, 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 we're, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm shooting. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the hip. I'm um, calling an audible. Fuck right. these guys. You're dropping a pipe bomb. <laughs> Fuck these guys that run our club because they've made an absolute fucking mess of it in the last three years. They they really have, and we'll come on to that a little bit later on about. But let's just let's talk about Robson a bit more. Um, it's hard to tell what's the most frustrating about Robson. Is it the stubbornness or the arrogance around the team setup, or is it just the complete naivety about him? 
to think that continuing to persevere with the same system, the same shape, the same personnel in that system and shape that plainly doesn't fucking work. I mean, Mark, you touched on it. Every Tom, Dick and Harry in the stand can look at that and say, this is not working. I saw a guy tweeting at halftime today talking about how he thought St. Mirren's press was quite impressive today. How can these guys not be aware of this? And it's like, like if, and I don't know how many times I'll talk about it, if any of you were unfortunate enough to go back and listen to the preview we did of the game, we highlighted the fact that St. Mirren's press is one of the best in the league. Like, So if, if like a joker like me or Gav or Graham can go and pull out the data to, to analyze this and go, this is how they're likely to go, surely our fucking club are doing the same. This can't come as a surprise to anybody. No. So St. Mirren's press was very, very good, but how how nullified are players like Duke and Clarkson were obviously I'm, I'm yeah yeah I'm Elfsky. I mean Duke pressed on his own and he would get frustrated and the arms would be up and getting annoyed with his teammates and because he presses on his own so the Simmons press is wonderful but our press the tail end Shite. of last season or, or maybe the yeah towards the tail end of last season was really good so yeah. good uh, I mean Rangers we we hammered them so deep it was uh, sorry so advanced it was unbelievable and this season we're so fucking deep we're so I mean we're submitting at home and we've got 10 men behind the ball and Duke on his own for example tonight running about like a headless fucking chicken no one's helping him no one's and the fans are on his back and it's like well what do you want him to fucking do what do you want him to do we, and this, we are this is so far backwards this is then the frustrating thing about when you then hear Robson's comments after the game, where he's talking about how we're not going to engage for the second balls. Oh. And the, the reason for that is because we shelled the ball long to Duke and Miofsky and expect them to make, you know, they're held to a different standard, obviously, where they, they're not, they can't just hit home runs. They need to hit grand slams no matter what. And then... If they do lose the ball, our midfield are so distant from them, there's absolutely no chance of even engaging Gav, for the second Gav. ball, never mind win it. So I Gav, it goes back to the point I made earlier on where we've got one of the, I think one of the best midfield options in the entire league, but they're not involved in the game because we oh. just go long. We just go long. We've got one of I, the best midfield options in the fucking league and we just ignore I, them. I assume you mean Leighton Clarkson in that comment. Clarkson, uh, Barron, Pavara, and, and I think um, your man, your man VT on on Twitter highlighted that Leighton Clarkson is not hiding. He's constantly looking for the ball, but whenever he gets, he's got absolutely no options for him. So, 100%. and he's so deep. He's it goes, so deep. It goes back to stuff we spoke about during the week. The, this this fascination that modern day coaches have with taking guys like Clarkson, with guys like Dylan Levitt, <clears throat> and playing them suddenly as deep-lying midfielders who pick the ball off the centre-halves and expect the Hollywood pass the ball all over the place. It's just, I mean, <clears throat> Clarkson's Hollywood pass is the thing that cost us the first goal today. Yeah. He tries but to play also, a cross-field ball because he's trying to force the issue in the wind. It gets caught in the wind. So men take possession, they, they come up the pitch and they score. But generally, play him as a, fuck, play him as a fucking number 10. The... Play him as a 10. <laughs> Fuck me. Just play him as a fucking 10. Put but, two holding midfielders in if you need to. Shinny and whoever you want to put alongside him with legs or Baron and Pavara, whoever the fuck you want, and play a front four, which consists of something along the lines of McGrath, Clarkson, 
Duke, Miofsky. Interchange them with whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. And let the front four express themselves. Yeah. But the Hollywood pass requires it to be decent enough that there's a Hollywood player on the end of it. And so many times tonight, it would go long. And Miofsky and Duke were fucking miles off it. Miles off it. Not even close. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kick. I think or, that's, or, what's one of the fascinating things about, well, I mean, I could go philosophical and say it's a, one of the fascinating things about football as a whole is that you can have these really good players and you can just, you can feel from the stance that everyone is frustrated and you can just feel the energy. I'm going to go very hippie woo here and go the energy in the room, you know, in the stadium. You can feel that everyone's really really frustrated that nothing's going their way and you know you can kind of sense that everyone knows that or like at least these key players can can you can feel them feel that they're not able to to do what they're supposed to what they're there to do because of whatever it is in the formation and the play and whatever that's not catering to their ability or you know whoever else isn't having a good day or whatever you can sense mm. that in the stands as far uh, away as you are in the stands from the players you can that. sense that there's this frustration in the whole grounds of like this is not going well and that is not a good that's not a starting point for something good to happen when no, everyone no, that, involved is frustrated that, and annoyed that, and not happy as a perfect example of this, right? My son's six. It's his first uh, season ticket this year, right? And he, he loves Tory, he loves Aberdeen, he loves all the players, blah, blah. His favorite is Duke because he's six and he knows that when the ball lands at his feet, something Might magical happen. can happen. Yeah. yeah, something magical can happen. This season, when the balls have been shelled at him, and he's expected to win headers, and, and nothing can happen. Duke's strength is having the ball at his feet and running forward and beating players. When this ball's been punted at his chest and he's expected to hold it up and turn, and the crowd are on his case, and it doesn't happen. No. And he's our, he's our magic player. Yeah. But it's not being yeah. played towards him. It's just, yeah. We've digressed I mean, a little bit here from just the question I asked, which is, what is the most frustrating with Robson? The stubbornness, I mean, the arrogance. Oh, that's what the question is. Or, 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 or is it naivety? Right. Is um, it naivety on his part? It's, it's, the, it's the stubbornness for sure. Yeah. I mean, none of I us should have been surprised guys. we went back five today because we saw it because obviously the team lines came out at Dens Park before it was postponed which showed we were going to go back to back five, despite the fact the last 20 minutes, because Livingston were, were it wasn't great. We, were, we, we, we were, were better. We were better. You know, I mean, let's be honest. That's the easiest three points that St. Minnan will pick up on the road this season. It's, it's it? the stubbornness. We're so for sure. fucking easy to play against. It's the stubbornness for sure, because of the fact that we can all sit here and talk about the deficiencies in our squad not necessarily from a personnel perspective, but from a tactical perspective. And we're not alone. It's not a case of we're not getting the results we think we deserve. And 
were acting out. It's every pundit I can hear is talking about Aaron in the exact same fashion, even ones who might have an investment in trying to big up what Robson's doing. Everyone's talking about the same way. And for the fact that, you know, Mark's talked about Duke there, we have secured one of the most insane pieces of transfer business in managing to convince Leighton Clarkson, who was a standout player in the S- in the SPL Premiership last season. Um, if you believe the chat was being looked at by both sides of the old firm, I'm sure many others in England and perhaps even abroad, to bring him in with his level of technical ability and not look at that and think, well, we're going to build an entire team around this guy to service our quality attacking players in Duke, in Miofsky, but rather go for the approach of Leighton Clarkson is here. And if Leighton Clarkson is not available, we also have Connor Baden, by the way, but we're going to get Jensen, Rubicic, and Garterman to exchange the ball every now and again with their fullbacks. And then when it comes back to them, we're just going to shell it long and Leighton Clarkson can stand and admire how well they've done in the aforementioned shelling is it's criminal and there's no and frustrating about all this when you talk about Robson's I can't believe any other manager in this league would play the same way we do with the players that we have at our disposal and there are some poor managers in this league there's been some poor managers who've already been sacked in this league go back years I mean, beyond but Lee Johnson's been sacked twice this season so far I mean, I mean, get the bat signal out, by the way, um, just for the laws of anything else at this stage of the game. Um, I want I want some aggressive sharks in my team. Uh, I, I just, it's the stubbornness. You know what? It's a combination of stubbornness and naivety, I think, actually. Well, let's be honest. That today was as bad as anything that happened under glass. Um, it was worse, I would say. Worse. I would say it was um, up, yeah. as bad and as bad as anything under Goodwin. For, I'm concerned. Well, I was going to say it was up there with Tannadice, the four 0 defeat under Goodwin. Um, it's it's not as bad as Darvel, right? Because nothing is as bad as Darvel, so we always I have to hold that against James. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't think we ever conceded. We lost a game by three under Jim Goodwin. Yeah, we did. We lost four 0 at Tannadice. We lost five 0 at Pataudry. At Pataudry. Gav, I think it was your. Gav's right. We never lost by. Yeah. I think it was your podcast who tweeted that we haven't lost to that margin against St. Mirren since, was it 1953? 1953, yes, yes, yes. Jesus Christ. But we never conceded, we never lost by a margin of three at home under Jim Goodwin. Yeah, that would be fair. We, we, we didn't. True. I'll give you that. Um, and he had, um, well, I mean, he had Declan Gallagher and David Bates for a little bit, so. Yeah, so. so and then he signed on his shirt. Lad, as a guest on your podcast, as Matilda is, would you have Robson in or out? <laughs> I, I would ask the question too if I didn't know very clearly what their answer was going to be. Well, I mean, all I was all I would say to our esteemed DOF, whose uh, knowledge of the game is such that he can implement this kind of footballing philosophy, we would oh, decided so to go about is that I'm I also am available for that role. Which one? Gav, Gav, remember I can, the I can, ten. I can be manager. Right. Remember yeah. the philosophy. Remember the philosophy. My voice will be heard. So Gav, Rob's in or Rob's gone? 
Uh, I mean, nice. I mean, I think um, he lost me after the Rangers final. So but well, that's the the final the final knife in oh. the uh, proverbial ginger back. Gary, oh, it's all on you, Gary. Uh gone. I mean, I was saying he had to, I, I would have had him gone before the cup final. The cup final was all that was keeping him in the job, in my opinion, at the time. I mean, okay, let's let's look forward to the Ross County preview. Hey, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, but this is what I was going to say is, like, you know, we all know what. Oh, he's fine. We all know what should happen. You know, if the FMB had the balls, he should be jettisoned tonight. Tonight being the Saturday evening after the game, we should stick was... someone in charge but... on an interim basis for Dingwall. Probably Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes, <laughs> um, and then get a new man in the door during the winter break. Give him January to assess the squad and give him funds to get who he needs in to give us a fighting chance to try and get a European place. Um, what, as... Ross County with Johnny Hayes and Craig Sampson. Oh my God, what is life? And Stuart and, Duff. And Peter Levin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that, as, as I was, comment- Le- was Liam Fox the brains behind the operation? So far, it looks like it. Um, uh, as I commented though earlier, like, someone talked about this, like, what are our board going to do? Like, well, probably radio silence. And an absolute, an Fuck absolute fucking nonsense interview, which we've already had. And then maybe some kind of statement in the morning or Monday, which will just, you know, do well, nothing. And we'll leave our lame duck manager out to dry and hold our away fans in complete contempt because that is the Aberdeen way. What I see happening is that we will dither about it as we always fucking do. We'll somehow pull a result out up at Dingwall, right? Which means he's safe, obviously, until we come back from winter break. I was going to say unless we go out the cup to Clyde, but, I mean, there's precedence there that getting beat by Darvel's not a sacking offence. And there are two leagues below Clyde. <laughs> yeah. Which means he probably survives until the back end of January at the earliest. Proper manager is Ian McCall. And by which point, then you've wasted the January transfer window to oh, make God, any yeah. changes to yeah, the, yeah. the squad you want to make. It's a bit, it's yeah. like glass all over again, actually, to be honest. For me, it's incredibly unlikely he sees out the season at this rate. But by not acting now, we forgo the chance of turning the campaign around. So what happens if, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, he beats... County, I don't know, 4-0, let's say. He beats <laughs> Clyde. I, I love your optimism. Yeah, 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 Matilda. Yeah, thank you. We we beat Clyde in the cup by 1-0, and then we play after the winter break. I don't even know who we're playing, but we're probably going to get beat. Celtic, uh, so isn't it? He wins, he wins five out of the next six games. Then what? I mean, this, for me, this I think, for me, I think we we were in this exact same situation last season under Goodwin prior to January. Where we I were like, in this situation in three it. weeks ago. Everybody oh. was looking, going, if he wins <laughs> against Livingston, he beats Kilmarnock, then everyone will settle the fuck down. Well, newsflash: we got beat by Kilmarnock. We scraped the two-one win against fucking Livingston, and then we got fucking humped at home. And we've and up, we've been should have been four by Saint fucking Mirren. And we've been denied two wins by the weather. So uh, stop being such a hater, Gary. Um. I mean, yeah. So I mean, like when we come back from the break, we are Clyde, then we're away at St. Johnson, then we're away at Hearts, then we're at home to Celtic, then at home to uh, away to Rangers, at home to Hibs. I mean, that is a disgusting schedule. Disgusting for Barry Robson. So yeah, um, Craig Levine's going to put the final nail, final nail on the <laughs> nail on the coffin. I mean, so so, so my, Andy Costner is going to put the final nail on the coffin. 
my exact text to my friend earlier was, I fucking hate being an Aberdeen fan. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the thing that, I mean, I met you, what, four years ago? Five yeah, years ago? Yeah, now. four years ago, yeah. Four years ago. And, um, <clears throat> All right, we don't need the potted relationship history, about... come on. Let's... Sorry? We don't need the potted relationship history. Come on, let's. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Let's, I do. Let's Come just on. Go through because the whole for, thing detail by detail. As we know no. on the show, we keep things very, very succinct. Oh yes, of course. We've you got do. a Ross County preview to do. I've got a pizza has, to put in the oven. Who has a three-hour episode? I don't know. That'll be um, us. But yeah, no, like the first thing. <laughs> that... Man, man, number one in the ring. Forget about us. <laughs> We're the real kings of swing. You rap so well. <laughs> Okay, guys, this is like this splash is, like sting. I was gonna bring blame whiskey, but I have to blame Akivin. Even Jerry King, take off the crown. Okay, yeah. And he said, like, D low proud, get low down, you can go even higher. Put you on your head, but you're no cool, right? Anyway, what you're, what you're gonna rock, you guys I'm gonna listen to the podcast is to listen to. Very, very, very white men rap. I feel, right? I feel that Mark's about to get his cock out. I think yeah. that's what it looks like. I'm really no, glad not, that this no. is an audio <laughs> only. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> the first thing, so my love for football is very, very much based. I'm trying to be serious, guys, and you're not letting me be serious. Go on, you're good. Fucking hell, okay. Just the, it's just that Mark appears to be enacting like the Blair Witch Project. I mean, <laughs> it's somewhere between a horror film and a porno at this point. <laughs> That's always a dangerous line to tread. I know. <laughs> anyway, right, come on. Is Matilda, that the line lo- Aberdeen are treading right now? Yeah, come I don't on. Know. Well, we are getting roundly <laughs> fucked on a weekly basis. Yeah, that is very true. It is a very real line. The first thing, and I think this is like a very baseline thing about being an Aberdeen fan because it was one of the first things I learned. So my my love for football is very much based in Aberdeen because my love for football is very based in Scottish football and it's very much based on Aberdeen. Let's be let's be fair. I think that's the case for well, you're listening to an Aberdeen based football podcast, so of course it's going to be the the rule for a lot of us. And one of the first things I I heard when it came to like being an Aberdeen fan was like, you're gonna hate yourself a lot of the time. You're gonna you're gonna want to die a lot of the time. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna consider switching teams. You're gonna like whoa, 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 question whoa. your whole you're gonna sell your whole like you existence. Are, I don't know. You're like, gonna start fantasizing about owning a Highland League team. You're gonna start fantasizing about only Highland League, league games, league, uh, Highland League teams. You're gonna fantasize about making up new teams, and uh, so basically from the get go, I've I've known that being an Aberdeen fan is a bit of a roller coaster, and uh, I'm very much enjoying you waving a wand around while while doing this. Um, I, I did I hear my right foot look because we've been talking about porn and horror films and everything in the midst of all this. But basically, this whole roller coaster and this whole like questioning why the fuck do we follow this club? It's not really new to us, is it? No, it's not. I mean, long term listeners will know this. I mean, this is like series three. 
if if we if we did see <laughs> if we did see the same show, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, series eight. You know, no? it's it's generally so far speaking been absolute horseshit. But here's a good one for you. I mean, like, is it just Robson? Is no. it just Robson? I mean, Pedro. No, Pedros, ah. 1973, left us this voice note. Maybe he's hit the nail on the head. I love it when technology works. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yay. Can't believe uh, we're still in the same situation as we've been in the last couple of years uh, where managers are concerned. So this is deeper than the manager. This is to do with the board. It's to do with the club as a whole. We're doing something wrong, and I've got to look at it. Since uh, Cormac came in, it's all about the business off the park. It's, and we're taking a dive on it. There's no question about it. You look at that team today that was out there. I'm not saying they never had effort, but are they good enough to play week in, week out for Aberdeen Football Club? Because a lot of them players would never have got into the team when McInnes was there. When we were finishing second in that league, they would not have got in that team. Yep. Tell me otherwise. Yep. Right, I don't want to go back down the Derek McInnes rabbit hole all over again because that's a fucking dangerous place to go. Um, because before you know it, you're starting to convince yourself that bringing Derek back would be the right thing to do, which it absolutely fucking wouldn't be. But there are now, once again, fundamental questions that need to be asked about the people high above by Robson in the in the hierarchy at Pathology, isn't there? Um, one hundred percent, and not for the first time. Um, in the time that we've done this show, at the very least, um, how we have, if the club came out and just fessed up that the philosophy was a marketing ploy and was not serious and. We don't have anyone Nothing. at any Nothing. level implementing that you. that thing. Um, then I could might turn around, but they've never done that. So you look at Stephen Gunn. That's three successive managers under his quote unquote tenureship, who have been disasters. But let's be um, honest. Right, but, but but right on that right. Let's be honest. Despite the fact that the director of football should theoretically be picking the first team manager. Gunn's not doing that, is he? Not a chance. This is not like Gunn is there in a job that <sighs> like, Stephen Stephen Gunn is a <laughs> careful. I was I was gonna say yes man, but that's I don't think I don't think he's even that. I don't think he's a yes man. I just don't think he is empowered to do the job that he's got the title of. Gary, oh. Gary, I I absolutely hate to be that that guy. Hashtag Twitter lad, but. He has absolutely no right to be in the job that he is. No right to it. it. I don't. I don't disagree with any of that at all. But I think but, this is a much more fundamental issue, though. But I. I also think. I also think that he is a very limited say in who the manager of our yeah. football club is. I think it's way above him, and I think he's. I don't think he's a yes man, but. I think he's very little input into anything other than the Hilton in Helsinki is beautiful. I was going to try and come up with the terminology, like a smokescreen for, and DUF is perhaps what yeah, I would call it. Yeah, that's fair. 
as far as he's not actually responsible for anything that he's quote unquote should be held accountable for. Yeah, I would say that's fair, Gav. Yeah, to to draw a wrestling analogy to this, right? I look at like yes, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. Like, if you think about like the WWE in the last like 20 years or whatever, right? You might be the head booker, right? But it's not getting done without Vince McMahon's say so. Yes, guys. Same fucking situation here. He's got the fucking title. He's director of football. The director of football, any other football club in the fucking world would be the guy responsible for what happens on the football pitch. But the problem is with the WWE, (laughs) Vince McMahon was the boss and Shane McMahon was the director of football and which was like his plaything. Like, here you go, son. Yeah, but you, but you'd have had, a head, you'd had a head booker. That. You'd had the guy who was meant to be booking things. But unless Vinny said, Lost yeah, it's so many ahead, people by this point, by the way. We have. Vince McMahon is basically Dave Cormack right now, or Dave Cormack is Vince McMahon. But, <laughs> I mean, Dave Cormack is not necessarily Vince McMahon. I mean, just don't Google Vince McMahon right now. <laughs> same teeth. Yeah. Same teeth. Same teeth. Yeah. Um, but this is the fundamental... And, and part of me feels a little bit sorry for Stephen Gunn in this, because... He's been given this job title as director of football. And as I touched on it on, any other director of football in the world would have the power to hire and fire the manager of the first team. Are you seriously telling me that right now, Stephen Gunn's the guy who's making a call about whether Barry Robson stays in charge or not? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Because very few DOFs would have that position where, and if we knew about them, and they're probably in our league, to be fair, because they'll be the guy that Hibs or whatever the fuck would be laughing at who is their director of football um no he doesn't he of course doesn't have the power to say mckinnis was sacked or you know glass is hired well we know that because glass was hired before Stephen gunn for that yeah, matter of fact exactly and then but, jim goodwin was hired and you know you hear all the rumor innuendo and then uh, there's absolutely no chance in hell wrestling pun yeah. that Stephen Gunn has been involved in anything resembling who the head recruitment has been the last couple of years, who the head coach has been, anything. I mean, that's why I say that I was looking for that word. And yes, smokescreen is the word because he's not the guy. It is going to be DC. And this so is what's his, part, so what's what's his actual job then? And but by, the, not, but by the way, cheers, lads. I came home. I was having a pizza. I had a Pepsi Max. I'm now drinking fucking lager again. Yeah. That's what we'll do to you. But this um, is also gets another. If like, we if can, I- if we can get some kind of clarification of how good the accommodation was on our European trips, we might know. But going back a bit further, if, if, I say if we all know the truth, Gunn doesn't have the authority to do it. Surely, though, Burroughs should. But I'm not convinced that Alan Burroughs has the authority to fucking fire Barry Robson. Well, I mean, this is the thing that I've seen people comment on, and I think there's a level of merit to it because with Alan Burrows, like, I don't doubt his intentions whatsoever, and I think that Alan Burrows has um, done some good in his time at Motherwell and his time at Aberdeen. But this is the time for me, for him as chief exec, which I assume means he's the man on the ground that effectively runs the club for Dave Cormack. This is time for him to recognize that, you know what, finishing bottom six every now and then is okay. He's not out of Motherwell anymore. Yeah. And he needs to step up and realize this is Aberdeen that he's chief executive of. And that's the thing. We'll, we'll find out, I think, in a, le- in a way, what is his, what's his, uh, what's his jurisdiction over the Super Gav, Gav, even, even above that, and, and I have no doubt that Dave 
Cormac is an Aberdeen fan, uh, loves the club. He was in Gothenburg and blah, blah, blah. Beaten boy. But uh, yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, the Boys. numbers that Barry, Barry will. Barry provide, the boys. If he doesn't finish in the European places, the numbers are not going to match. I mean, um, I mean, Dave's invested a bit in the club. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's made money off of the players. I know that. But if we don't finish top four European places, where's the interest for Dave? I would go with that. But then a matter of weeks earlier from this recording, Davey was at the AGM giving it laldy. Feeling it how well feeling it the win percentage. But to to quote Dave's actual, I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever it was, lying at the pool, I've been on the sauce. I'm not using that as an excuse. But come on, Dave, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just, uh, there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down when it comes to the ownership. I think Dave said he hadn't club. been on the sauce. I think Dave will tell, Dave will, um, <laughs> Dave will tell these teetotal. But, um, it's but funnier if he was Dave, on the sauce, though, isn't it? It would be funnier if he was. Dave can tell you whatever he wants to tell you. Wants to tell you. Um, the fact is, he's. You can see on Twitter, and you know what? I've never. I can't think of seeing Pataudry as empty at full time as I can think when we finished today's game. Um, apathy. A big crowd again today. Big crowd. Seventy thousand. But you know what? They weren't there by the end, and they just fucked this off. And you know the they apathy, included. the um, the word I'm trying to think of, I now can't think of anymore. The disillusionment is very, very real with this management, and I think also with his ownership from the way it's been the last two and a half years. Because what if you're not a fucking lunatic? <laughs> what reason do you have to believe that this? Gabriel, you see it in the ultras, right? So the ultras are are. I think a, oh. a superb addition, superb addition to Pataudry, and I don't necessarily agree with all the politics of it, but they had a, an atmosphere, and they were the quietest I've seen them. Livingston excluded because it's a Christmas game, blah blah blah. But they were so quiet tonight. Is that enough about Simran? Um, it's a shit I mean, show. I mean it it's could, a fucking it, shit it, show. It could go on indefinitely. I don't even remember what time we started, but it's now ten o'clock. So yeah, I think we're um, I think we're just about there. Oh, four beers, you prick! Come on, okay, we've still got Ross Kitty to talk about. Mark, it's fine. Uh, but Mark, I'll turn the question back on yourself just really quickly. Are you Rob Sin or Rob's gone? Gone. Rob's gone all day. That was terrible. It because. Was. Only, um, only because the consistency with the five at the back. It's just a nonsense. Um, yeah, for the simple fact that he's, for one, not playing our best defender, which at any level is fucking criminal. Agreed, and God. the fact that we have lost that game by three goals to nil, been one nil down for, what, 18 minutes of it, and he did not bring on our best possession-based midfielder at any point in Connor Barron and the fact that we have at the very least one in Miofsky, if not Duke, when he's firing all sorts the most two of our most attacking talented footballers in many, many years, and he's rendering them completely useless with his tactics. Yeah, he's got to go. But you know what? He's not gonna. He's not. 
Izzy, which is the, the thing. So join us after the break. Fuck me after the break. Where we'll talk about what might be Barry Robson's last stand. Who knows? We'll talk about the tie in Dingwall on Tuesday after this short message from your sponsors. Welcome back to the ABZFP. So um, let's quickly, quickly, quickly talk about the final game. One more game, one more game. That's all there is to do before the Scottish season heads into a couple of weeks of hibernation as we bring the curtain down on this portion of the season with a trip to the Highlands on Tuesday to take on Ross County, the Staggies, <sighs> after their Desmond with Hearts on Saturday afternoon, currently sitting in 11th place in the league, just a point behind us, like ourselves. They've had a few games in hand now with, after their games against Hibs and Sevco. Fell foul of the weather recently. Derek Adams returning to a club 100% worse than Morecambe in the middle of uh, November. Yeah, that's Morecambe who just got cuffed by five goals to nil by National League as of last year. Notts County, by the way. Um, of course, he'd replaced the mad racist Malky Mackay, who was emptied after a 1-0 defeat at St. Johnston, thanks to the emerging managerial talent of Craig Levine. Um, since Adams has come back, they've played 6-1-2, drawn two, lost two, four, six against five. He's had an all right start, I guess, a draw against Killy, back-to-back wins against St. Mirren. Who'd beat St. Mirren? And then against Motherwell. And then since then, two defeats to St. Mirren and Dundee, and then a draw against Hearts. In the league, they've played 18, won four, drawn six, lost eight, four, 17 against 26. At home, at the Global Energy Megadome, it's played nine, won three, drawn two, lost four so far. The, the sides, of course, met twice early in the campaign. First, a 4-0 win for the Dons at home on league duty after exploits in Frankfurt. A double from Miofsky, one for Dick, one from McGrath before we headed north and progressed in the League Cup with a 2-1 win thanks to a Thunder Bastard from Graeme Shinney and a goal from Esther Sockler, his first in red. In total, in Dingwall in the league, it's been a happy hunting ground for Aberdeen. Played 15, won 7, drawn 3, lost 5, 4, 23 against 20. It is very unusual in the top flight of Scottish football to have a winning record away from home, but this is absolutely one of them. Last season in the league, a 1-0 win in April, thanks to a goal from Duke, as the Dons continue to shoot up the table with an upstart interim manager. Remember those days? And then earlier in the campaign, it was Duke who again, who announced himself on the scene with a glorious overhead kick that seemed certain to give us the win before some calamitous defending. We ever heard that before? Defending deep in injury time before Accio equalised. Since coming in, Adams hasn't moved. Ross County away from the same 3-4-1-2 shape that Mackay was utilising. Expect to see Murray and White leading the line with Danda playing in behind. On the stats, on the data, White remains a big threat in the air. Aside from Curtis Guthrie at Livingston, he is the attacker who's won the most aerial duels this season in the league, averaging 5.2 per game. Slobodan Rubicic tops out the league completely on aerial duels one, an average of 6.2 per game. Yeah, Gav, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. In front of goal, I mean, he wins Daniel Jules. Doesn't mean that we clear the ball or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> Statistics, mini skirts. In front of goal, 17 scored for Ross County so far. That's the third lowest in the league. Perhaps no surprise as they currently average 10 shots per game. That's the third lowest in the division as well. 10 goals from open play against an open play expected goals of 10.96. So pretty much bang on. Five from set pieces against a set piece expected goals of 3.59. So, so overperforming on set pieces. And guess what? 
who's the fucking worst team in the league at defending set pieces this season? The fucking Dons. Absolutely. Well, well, as of like about two weeks ago, we were really good at it. Not anymore. <laughs> oh God, it's going to be so bad, isn't it? It's the worst game of football that anyone's ever seen. No penalties for Ross County. Two own goals. Top scorer Simon Murray with four. Uh, Jan Dana tops out their assist with two. Oh, How just... many have they scored? Four. 17. Uh, 17. Top assist with two. Yeah. Yikes. Oh Defensively, God. 26 conceded. That's the fifth best record in the week. Third, le- three less than us, um, I should point out. 17 of those conceded from open play against an open play expected goals against of 16.71. So pretty much bang on. Three from set pieces against an expected goals against of 6.3. So they're doing well at defending set pieces as well. The balance of those from penalties and on goals in terms of style, no shocks. County the third least pass orientated side in the league, averaging 2.18 passes per sequence with only 44 sequences lasting 10 passes or more so far in the season. They average just 43% possession. And second bottom in the table in terms of pass success rate, just 64.2%. Ross County 4, Aberdeen 0. As with most sides <laughs> in the league, more than happy to give up territory across the pitch, looking to defend deep, to spring up the park with a direct outlet to White or Murray and Danda picking up scraps, out of possession, looking to press high. 129 high turnovers so far this season, although none of them have offended in a goal. Interestingly, second lowest number of tackles made per game. 13.2. Second highest though in interceptions of 9.5 per game. Points to a side who won't engage massively in challenges, but will look to chances to nip in and grab the ball. Lastly, well, you know what? If they're looking for a team who are slack in possession, then fucking roll on. I was waiting, wait, wait, wait until they see Stefan Garman. Oh, Gary, oh. I absolutely adore the stats and all the facts and all the nonsense. But it doesn't matter. It's just a load Ross of bollocks, County, isn't it? It's just Ross a load County, of bollocks. Yeah, Ross County will beat us. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, well. It's just a way for Gary to sound impressive. Ladies and gentlemen, no. welcome to the podcast, Mr. Sam Allardyce. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Let me finish. Let me finish, Mark. The referee on Tuesday is Matthew McDermott. Oh, is this that fucking clown that was at Tannis right. of the night? Of course it is. I don't know. We've only seen him ref us once before. That was the 1-0 defeat to Kilmarnock at the start of December. He might have played at Tannadice on Friday. Sure, Matthew McDermott was the ref at the uh, United Park Thistle game the other day. I'll have a look at that in a minute. Why are you looking at Matilda like Matilda would do? Because we watched it together and we uh, we admired the Tony Watt experience so much together. Jesus Christ, Gav. Have you got nothing better to do on a Friday night than to treat your partner to it? Partick Thistle versus Dundee United. <laughs> I thought it would be funny. It wasn't so funny. Yeah, Matthew McDermott was the referee. But to be fair, like well, when we Matthew McDermott was the referee. Dundee United. Yeah. Remember how many times I asked you if like Project Thistle knew who they were actually passing to? Yeah. And then today, like I know we're not supposed to go back on today's game. <laughs> Let's not tempt fate about the Jim like Goodwin the thing. Exact same thing. It was a good Friday night. Let's not tell right. you about the Jim Goodwin Gary. thing, Mark, because right now I'm Gary. currently foreseeing a playoff final between Dungeon and Aberdeen. Yeah. I mean, Gary, we all know how this game's going to go. It'll be a back five. Let me... Whoa, 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 Mark. Hang on. Spoilers. Hang on. Spoilers. Hang on. Mark, hang on. I'm, I'm waving the right wand. Now. It's making oh, the me wand. a little bit It's happy. also lit. I don't know why. I need to talk about the referee. 
Yeah, then why is your I, wand lit royal blue? It's just an LED light. I'd actually say that's more... It doesn't matter. Hun bastard. <laughs> right. Anyway. McDermott. Played, he was ref against Kilmarnock. I don't remember anything outrageous happening in that game, apart from the amount of fucking space we gave the boy Watson to score the winner in. He's been in charge of nine premiership matches so far this season. He's dished out 32 yellow cards in that time, but no red cards. Curious. He does average 0.67 fouls per tackle made. Is that a thing? That's greater than 50%. Is that a statistic? He's a referee who's not going to let the game flow. Sorry, right. Sorry. We, we're, not, we're so desperate as a fan base to have stat-based referees. Fucking yes, we are. Man. Anyway, 0.67 t- fouls per tackle made. Is that? Yeah, it's a that thing. cannot be a thing. It's a thing. Anyway, <laughs> after a confidence sapping result against St. Mirren, we really need to go and get three points in Dingwall, don't we, to enter a winter break with a modicum of optimism. <laughs> Everybody on the call, do you expect changes from Robson? And if so, what should they be? Gary, can I, can I, can I put in here? It's going to be five at the back. It's going to be three in midfield. A selection of Dante Povara, Graham Shinney, uh, Leighton Clarkson, one of them, and it'll be Mayovsky up front, possibly McGrath or Duke. Or Sokler, maybe, you never know. I throw a curveball in there. Not going to be something, Gav, come on, he's not that adventurous, not on (laughs) two days after New Year. Come on, Gav, play the game. Do you expect a change at the back, though? Any in the back three, perhaps? No, absolutely not. He fucking hates Angus McDonald, and I cannot understand why, because, Gav, I am in complete agreement with you. Angus McDonald is the best centre-half Aberdeen have. By a distance. By a, By a mile. considerable distance. Um, a mile. Anything in the wing-backs think James McGann is going to feature again? Yes, because Johnny Hayes will be icing his knees. Just 10 minutes really took out of him. <laughs> how old is now? 49, is he? The worst thing is, Johnny is younger than I am, so I can't even talk. <laughs> this is More so fucking depressing. Well. More hair Marg- as well. Marginal. Um, yeah, I think okay. great, I think Mark's in um, agreement that nothing is going to change in terms of shape nor... I mean, yeah. you know, the personnel might change a little bit, but nothing's going to change as far as the oh, well, actual way the team Barry did up. say he was angry. He was oh, angry Barry said he was angry. Him. Oh, well then. Oh, can he wait to see what happens there? I mean, yeah. Uh, I can't picture him angry. Does that... I've does seen that I've, I've seen Barry Robson angry plenty of times. He's usually been playing for Aberdeen at the time, but um, I've seen it. But like in recent years? No, he's been kind of like mellowed out yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a secure contract seems to be, and a payoff to quite, do that seems, to seems to be very accepting of total shit. <laughs> yes, and that's kind of a problem. Anyway, I, 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 a, man, a manager that knows that he's got a DOF chief exec and chairman wrapped around his little finger. Uh, anywho, I, I, I'll be honest, I can't be fucking arsed anymore. Um, let, let's um, get a prediction. So, Mark, what was your prediction, sorry? Uh... 4-0 County. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, I'm going to say uh, 2-2 draw. Enough spirit, enough fight for Davey Carmack to say we've got the right man in place. 
he will always say that because it was his choice. <laughs> he doesn't have the ego to do anything else. Uh, Baby, if you're listening, that's the opinion of Mark Simpson, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matilda, do you, want, do you want to give us a prediction? Ross County in uh, in Dingwall. I mean, Ross County, I th- if I remember correctly, and my memory is shit, but I think I remember correctly, Ross County Aberdeen was my first ever Aberdeen game. Quite possibly. Oh dear. Oh, oh the dear. oh the Ramirez equalizer. Yeah. Oh, we were terrible that day. I know. Oh yeah, that but was remember, my first meeting. Ramirez, with oh, but remember, remember Ramirez was in the dress room after he's been like, "Hey guys, what a great <laughs> result, eh?" And then everyone's like, "Fuck that." Fucking yeah. shit. Fast forward two years and suddenly we're all like, yeah, good result, Christian. Fucking yes. <laughs> but darling, that. this was back in the day when we liked Jet. No, by that point we didn't. Oh, did we not? It, it was three right. games in the season. We'd already got like bef- busted just flush. Before that. Although Jet did feed Johnny Hayes to create the chance for Ramirez. So yeah, maybe. Are we going to- There's no way Jet fed back. somebody. You want my prediction? Um... <laughs> I'm an optimist, so I can't predict the loss. 2-1 Aberdeen. Oh, 2-1 Aberdeen. Why are you saying one middle there? Are you saying that we we won't concede? I didn't actually hear what you said. Mark, Mark, um, Roskate will definitely win a penalty of some kind. Kills will dive out of the way. He'll score one. (laughs) Kalanus always saves penalties. Oh wait, no, he fucking doesn't. I mean, if yeah. there's anything I've learned, it's that he is he is ec- an expert at penalties. Even the one he saved, he dived out the wrong way for. He's an expert. <laughs> it, is, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, who said two two? Uh, yeah, that was myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that, and somehow that means things will. Me and we just spin it out for a little while. And somehow you're happy with that, and that upsets me. No, 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 no. no, 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 no we will know what that actually means no for the uh, for the long run. We'll persist. We'll sign a couple of duds from Eastern Europe who will never fucking play, and uh, yeah, we'll be back again in the summer. Are you saying that you don't follow the career of Patrick Mislovich? Where is Paddy Mislovich? He's back I've at Zilnia. No idea. He's back no at Zilnia. He's actually been playing quite a bit this season. I, I have a, I have the occasional look check in. Played has, played has ten, he... scored eight. I bet money he fucking hasn't. Anyway, Adi Mislovich, where is he? There he is. Right, the Slovak professional footballer. I'd argue that. <laughs> Zilna, yeah, he's he's uh, played sixty eight, scored six. And this season, worth the investment. Right. Anyway, let's wrap things up now because I think that this has been fucking way too long. Um, Thanks, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you, Mark. Mark, you need to wait for me to say thanks for being here. I fuck you. Podcast podcast (laughs) etiquette. I fuck you. (laughs) That wraps up this week's episode of the ABZ FP. Thanks for joining us. Remember to like, subscribe, follow whatever you might do in your podcast for a choice. If you stick with us for this length of uh, time on an episode, well done you, because we're all very drunk and this has been nonsense. Mark Simpson, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening tonight to join us on your debut episode of the ABZ FB. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Matilda, likewise, welcome to the show. 
you're now going to be a frequent contributor i imagine it's been a pleasure to not just be a voice in the background telling you how to pronounce things nor nor the uh wonderful voice of the memorable greg well jingle yes right i'm very that's the proudest work my musical career just so i'm completely clear matilda's going to be a regular contributor and i'm not okay that's fine no that's fine you did already got them, a Mark. You we've, we've already got a man of the people. We're good. It's just that he's currently preparing for the apocalypse in the photography yeah, park. He did say that the guy who is the prepper is also Robson out, which I quite enjoyed. Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so... And that somehow that makes perfect sense. So, um, so yeah, on on that on that bombshell, um, I look forward to bringing you <laughs> those of you who watch the STV news, um, some <laughs> news coverage from the Cormac Park before a fuck all happens. That'll yeah. be me, guy. I'll be on the BBC and Sky Sports and various other channels over look the next two days. To we... Ross County, and then we look forward to Clyde before. Um, well, again, fuck all happens. So yeah, on that make note, sure come here next time, Gav. All right. Scruffy bastard. Join us next time for episode 146. We'll look back at the game against Ross County and then fuck knows what will happen after that because fuck knows where we'll be. Anyway, look forward to seeing you then. Stand free. See you in the new year. Take care. This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast was brought to you in association with Siberia Bar and Hotel on Belmont Street, Aberdeen. Head into the bar, quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pint of Foster's, £4 pint of Moretti, or £5 pint of Fierce any day of the week, including match days. Siberia is open seven days a week, all year round, and the bar is located only 30 seconds walk from the nearest bus stop taking supporters to Stadium for free on match days. Come on, you Reds.